just like you Maker of heaven Lord of the land And Lord of the sea Holy and true Faithful and able Lord of all time And eternity Hello there friend Every word that God speaks Is alive and full of power To inform and transform To make us what he desires us to be the entrance of his word will give you light. Truth produces roots, and then the roots will produce fruits. God bless you. This message was preached by Dr. Ferdinand Mweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. We believe you will be edified. For the inquiries, contact Eternity Ministries, P.O. Box 2637, Bauchi, Nigeria, or telephone 0807 570 or 0802-361-5940 or send us an email at E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-M-I-N at yahoo.com that is eternitymean at yahoo.com don't forget the bigger God gets in your eyes the tinier your mountains become the Lord. Amen. Please you may be seated. Thank you for the warm welcome and welcome to church. Thank you for coming. I trust that the grace of God will impact your life and bring a blessing and transformation as we stay in his presence. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Eternal Father, thank you for what you're already doing in the presence and the midst of your people. And we thank you that you are here already. Not in the general sense of omniscience, but in your manifest presence. Of omnipresence, rather, but in your manifest presence. We are in your presence, and we thank you that you are here. Now, Lord, we pray that in this time that we will look at the perfect law of liberty, we ask that you will do something to our hearts that will begin an endless quest for more grace in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, because of the quantity of time that we have in church, what I want to do by the grace of God um, is to stir up your spirit to begin to pursue grace like you never have. That's, that's the objective for this morning. I just want to pray that the words that I will speak and the insights that God will show to us from his word will generate a quest for grace. The Christian life, the primary responsibility of the Christian life is the pursuit of grace. 
the primary responsibility of the Christian life is the pursuit of grace. Write that down somewhere if you are making notes. The reason is because it is the grace that you collect that makes the entire Christian life possible. The primary responsibility of the Christian life is the pursuit of grace. We are created by grace. We are, you know, saved by grace. We are sustained by grace. We are provided for by grace. We are delivered by grace. Everything that comes to us comes by grace. I have spent time in the last couple of days to show that when you are dealing with God, you cannot qualify for anything. There is nothing created that can qualify for anything in the presence of God. It is impossible. So what that means is that everything now boils down to grace. So the primary responsibility of the Christian life is the pursuit of grace. And what is going to determine the level at which you operate in the Christian life is the quantity of grace that you find. A lot of believers don't understand the principle of quantity. We are used to the principle of quality in the things of God. We know that the things must be right. They must be true. They must be correct. But here is another thing that I pray you will get an understanding of today. When you are dealing with the Christian life, quantity matters. Quantity matters. And the primary problem that I have found, I ask a lot of questions. Oh, I ask, if, I, if you don't like questions, you can't be my friend. I, I, I ask a lot of questions. By the way, if you are in a place where you can't ask questions, I recommend that you leave. You are in a cult. And one of the questions I ask is, how come we have all of these promises inside the Bible and they are not manifesting in our lives? Why are we reading these things and they are, not, they are not happening? And one of the answers I have found is that the word of God, for instance, is medicine. We are familiar with that scripture. You know, my son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sins. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And medicine, medicine or health to all their flesh. Now, everybody knows that every medicine requires a certain dosage if it is going to work. The word of God requires a certain dosage if it will produce results in your life. What I'm saying to you is an answer that I found. It surprised me because I thought this is the truth. This is the word of God. It's supposed to work. Once it is present, it will work. And the Lord said to me, he said, no, 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 no. You read the Bible. That's why the Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you. How? 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 Richly. Richly. Why didn't he say let the word of Christ dwell in you? Because the word of Christ can dwell in you, but if he does not dwell in you richly, it cannot produce the fullness of its results. That is the way grace works. And I'm going to show this morning in the time that we have 
that there are different levels of grace. So the level at which you are going to function in life is dependent on the quantity of grace that you find. You are going to determine the level you operate by the amount of grace that you find. And let me make this statement because it's burning in my spirit. This what I'm going to say now is, is dangerous truth. Pay attention to it. If you are too busy to look for grace, you will soon end up inside disgrace. Anybody that is too busy to look for grace will fall into disgrace. It is guaranteed. Write it down somewhere. There are many believers, they are too busy to look for grace. Oh, no wonder you are struggling. And no wonder disgrace is not far away. The reason is because there is no other source. There is no other source of anything good except grace. There's, if God does not help you, who is going to help you? If grace does not help you, you have not been helped. Nobody has been helped if he has not been helped by grace. If you are too busy to look for grace, you are playing on the edge of disgrace. What I'm saying is not just spiritually. You see, because we have a way of spiritualizing what God has generalized. I say Christians have a way of spiritualizing things that God has generalized. This statement is applicable across the board. And the more grace that we find, hallelujah, the more of the victorious life that we will live. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. And for context, you can actually read that passage from verses 12 to 21. But we don't have the time to read all of that. So let's just read uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. I'm speaking to you about the abundance of grace. If you have uh, your manual, you might want to look at uh, page 37. The abundance of grace. The abundance of grace will make it possible for you to reign in life. Please help me to put up, thank you very much. Romans 5 verse 17. Can we all read the scripture together? For if by the one man's offense, what happened? Death reigned through that one man. Much more, those who receive what? Abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, what will happen to them, please? They will reign when we get to heaven. Please, look at, the, look at that scripture there. You know, you know, this is eisegesis now. Remember eisegesis, those of you that were here over the period weekend. You have exegesis bringing out of scripture, and then eisegesis putting into scripture. Let, let me do a little eisegesis here. Those that receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness... They will reign when we get to heaven. No, that's not what the book said. Look at the book. He said they are going to reign in life. In fact, listen to the Weymouth translation. You are going to find that on your manual on page 39. That will be the second paragraph. Richard Francis Weymouth. He translates Romans 5.17 like this. For if through the transgression of the one individual, one individual's transgression, Death made use of that one individual to seize the sovereignty. So death 
used the transgression of one individual to, to reign, to collect sovereignty. But let's pause for a moment here. Let me, let me point out something. How did sin and death reign? How did sin and death reign? Keep that question in mind because it is going to give us an indication of how grace will reign on the other side. So death sees the sovereignty. Now the Bible says, all the more shall those, those, not everybody, not everybody, those, those who meet two conditions, those who receive God's overflowing grace, that is God's abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, where mouth says, they will reign as kings in life. They will reign as kings in life. Not when we get to heaven. Through the one individual, Jesus Christ. So in this scripture, we have a promise that says that it is possible to walk in life and to reign in life. No, 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 no. This does not mean the absence of problems. It does not mean the absence of challenges. It does not mean that you're not going to face difficulties. But it means that in all these things, you will be more than a conqueror through him that has loved you. In the midst of all of these things, you will walk in victory. Ah, man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. But then your case will be different in the sense that when you pass through the waters, they will not swallow you. They will not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, the fire will not kindle upon you. Why is that so? Because you have the antidote. Ah, you have the answer. And that answer is called grace. The answer is called grace. Oh, come on. Ah, Jeremiah chapter 32 verse, verse, verse 1. 31 verse 2. Please, help me to put it up. Is that our scripture? Jeremiah 32. 31 verse 2 rather. Have you seen that? Thus says the Lord. The people... Who survived? Please put my regular King James or New King James. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword, what happened to them? What happened to them? They found grace. Where did they find grace? In the wilderness. That is how they survived. The people who survived the sword, they found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went to give him rest. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, with an everlasting love I have loved you. Therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. You see, those that find grace, they can survive any wilderness. I said, those that find grace, they can do what? <laughs> they can survive any wilderness. If you look at the children of Israel, they found grace. There was water from the rock in the wilderness. So test and dehydration could not kill them. There was manna raining down from heaven in the wilderness. So hunger could not kill them. There was power healing their bodies. There was the brazen serpent even when they committed sin. And the serpents were biting them. There was the brazen serpent. So healing was available to them. They had the cloud, the pillar of cloud by day. So they were protected from the sun that could not smite them by day. In the night, the moon could not smite them because the pillar of fire was above their head, providing light and providing warmth in the midst of the wilderness. They found grace in the wilderness. I prophesy into your life, you will find grace 
in every wilderness in the name of Jesus Christ. So you see, the problem is not the wilderness. The problem is the quantity of grace that you found to face the wilderness. Whoa! I'm making statements that I wish they will be burned into your spirit. Because if we don't understand this principle, we will have this satanic independence that is destroying our lives. We cannot afford to ignore the means of grace and the sources of grace in the false assumption that we can do something for ourselves. Excuse me, sir. Until grace helps you, you have not been helped. So we have a promise that it is possible to reign in life. But do you remember that before this, sin reigned? Help me to put up verse 12. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Sin reigned. I mentioned that earlier. How did sin reign? Please look at Romans 5, 12. As soon as death and sin entered, huh? therefore just as through one man, sin entered into the world. And then death entered through sin. So as soon as sin and death entered, what did they do? What did death do? Death spread, spread. Mark the word spread. Death did not reign by killing only one person. What did he do? It spread. It spread to all men because all men sinned. So it means that sin also spread to everybody. Sin was not satisfied to stay inside one person. It spread. It multiplied. Please put verse 14. The same Romans chapter 5. Nevertheless, death reigned. And the reign of death and sin was so terrible that it was from Adam to Moses over everybody. Even those who didn't break any law like Adam broke a law. Death reigned over all of them. How did death do that? Please go to verse 20. How did sin and death reign? This is very important because if we are going to enjoy the promises of God's word, we need to see how this thing works. Please. Moreover, the law entered so that the offense might do what? Might abound. But we are sin did what? We are sin abounded. Grace abounded the more. Are you following what is going on here now? How did sin reign? Sin reigned by abounding. Sin multiplied. In fact, let me to put up Genesis chapter 6. I think it's verse 8 or 18 I'm looking for. Genesis chapter 6. You will see how Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. Genesis 6 5. Put it in the regular translation and then, then the Lord saw that the wicked now. Please, this is chapter 6. This is Genesis chapter 6. Chapter what did sin enter? Who remembers chapter where sin entered? Chapter 3. Sin entered in chapter 3. So, two and a half chapters down the line. Look what we read. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was what? Was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was what? Was only evil continually. Please put it in the message translation. Put up the message translation. For sin to reign, sin had to abound. And what I'm saying to you is that if grace is going to reign, grace will have to much, much more abound. 
why the quantity of grace. Now, notice that we are no longer dealing with the entities now. We are dealing with their quantities. We are dealing with their levels. We are dealing with their measures. Oh God, if you will change the measure of grace that you download, you will be amazed at what will happen in your life. Please, 6 verse 5. Now, let's read the message translation. This is three chapters after sin entered. So what happened? God saw that human evil was what? Out of control. People thought evil. Imagined evil. 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 From morning to night. <laughs> this is after three chapters. So as soon as sin entered, sin began to multiply. Because sin knew that if you don't multiply, you cannot reign. See, by the way, it's a business principle. If your, if your product does not abound, you cannot reign in the market. That is a basic business principle. It is a disease. Medical doctors in the house, you know that if a germ or a bacteria or a virus enters into somebody's body and it remains alone, it cannot cause any sickness. Look, if 1,000 HIV viruses enter inside my body and they stay there, they will not cause any problem. But what do they do? They start multiplying. They start multiplying. They start multiplying. They start multiplying. And when they have multiplied, what is going to happen now? Then they will begin to reign. They will begin to enforce their characteristics upon the environment. That's how business, that's how products take over the market. When MTN and Glow and Etisalat, when they went into the market, why didn't they sell two SIM cards and stop? They began to multiply. They began to abound. They multiplied masks everywhere. And they gave the idea of omnipresence. Everywhere you go, we are there. Everywhere you go, we are there. Including the places where they will tell you that there is no network. <laughs> Why are they doing that? Because they know that until you abound, you cannot reign. Sin abounded to reign. Now, if grace is going to reign, that scripture said, we are sin abounded. What did grace do, please? Grace much more abounded. Listen, if your challenges abound and the grace that you find to face those challenges does not much more abound, you will be overwhelmed. You cannot face postgraduate challenges with O-level grace. That is the problem of many Christians. They are trying to use O-level grace to resist postgraduate temptations. <laughs> you read your Bible 15 minutes. This quiet time, you rush it. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. All my enemies, I kill all of you now. I clear the way for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You don't understand that Jezebel has been preparing herself to meet you along the road. So when you come with your old level kindergarten script verses that you quoted, <laughs> Jezebel has sharpened herself very well, waiting for you at the junction. And then once you see Jezebel, every scripture that you ever remember will disappear from your head. <laughs> what was the problem? <laughs> Jezebel was abounding. You were not abounding. <laughs> 
the primary job of the Christian life is the pursuit of grace. I pray you will never forget that statement. That grace that makes everything possible is collected as you run in this Christian life. Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 5. There are two conditions I want to point out to you and then we'll make some progress. Romans chapter 5. Look at that verse 17 again. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive what? I want you to note the two conditions here that can make it possible for you to reign in life. For you to walk in victory, no matter the matter. I say for you to walk in victory, no matter the matter. For you to remain intact. See, it is not everybody who is terrified by a phone call the way you are. It is not everybody whose heart is pounding over every matter. Please listen. There are people that have come to enjoy a peace that passes all understanding in the middle of every storm. Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? It's abundance of grace. Some of the things that you are shouting about, there are people that are passing through greater things and they are still intact. They are still sound. They are still together. They are still giving God praise. What was the difference? It had to do with the quantity of grace. They knew how to collect grace to face what was facing them. There is no shortcut. By the way, shortcuts cut people short. <laughs> there is no shortcut. Look at the two conditions. Please put up that scripture. It says... Those who receive, number one, what? The abundance of grace. And then number two, what? The gift of righteousness. See, see, church, the Bible is saying that there are two things that if you receive them and you continue to walk in them, that you will reign in life. What are the two things? You have the abundance of grace, not just grace, he didn't say those who receive grace. No, 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 no. Now look at the book. He didn't say those who receive grace. He said those who receive what? The abundance, the overflow of grace. And the gift of righteousness. Let me quickly mention the gift of righteousness and I will spend the rest of the time on the abundance of grace. What is the gift of righteousness? What is righteousness? Righteousness is the ability to stand before God without condemnation or inferiority. That is righteousness. Righteousness, first of all, doesn't mean right action. No, 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 no. That is the secondary meaning of righteousness. That's the second component of righteousness. Righteousness means right standing. Right standing. You have a right standing with God. God has no quarrel with you. When God looks at you, he says, justified. There's no quarrel. God doesn't have any... There. And by the way, see that, here is the point. If you can stand before God, you can stand before anything. <laughs> Anybody that can stand before the eternal Jehovah, the consuming fire, and he didn't consume you, nothing can consume you in life. That's why the Bible says, the wicked flees 
when nobody is pursuing him, but the righteous are as bold as the lion. Look, 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 the man, I am right with God. There's, you can't do anything to me. If you can stand before God, you can stand before Goliath. Listen, see, God is the most dangerous person in the universe. There are some statements when I make them, they sound out of this world, but this is true. God is more, some people are running from witches and wizards. You don't know your real problem. You don't know the real problem. Witches and wizards are kindergarten stuff. They are nothing. We are talking about the eternal Jehovah. God is hotter than the sun. God is more dangerous than a lion. Ah, these are the works of his hands now. He's the one that created these things. But do you know that more people, people fear a lion more than they fear God? What if you can't stand before the things that God created? What makes you think that you can stand before him? Righteousness means that somebody is able to stand in the presence of God. And Jehovah will look at you with eyes of fire. And he will not find anything to condemn you about. Now that is impossible. That is impossible. It's impossible to achieve. Oh, it is impossible to achieve. It's impossible. You can't achieve that. You can't achieve that. All of us like sheep, we have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. But God did something. He laid on Jesus Christ the iniquity of all of us. All of our own righteousness, what are they like, please, now? They are like aqua, filthy rags in the presence of God. Of course, when a God that sees mistakes, I saw some Bible verses, brothers and sisters, that says that God sees error inside angels. It's in the book of Job. I have a little book there called Where Angels Make Mistakes. You can get the, it's a small book, but it's, I couldn't believe my eyes. That when God looks at, uh -uh, Satan himself, was he not an angel? But God could see, and he's an angel of light, oh. But when God looked at him inside, God said, you are planning a coup. You are planning a coup. <laughs> if God sees error inside angels, the Bible says, what is the hope of human beings that drink iniquity like water? I saw a scripture in the book of Job. He said, God sees the flaws in the heavens. That the heavens are not clean in his sight. I saw a scripture in the book of Job. I don't have time to, to show you. That when God looks at the stars, the stars are not pure. If the stars are not pure in his sight, the heavens are not clean. And he charges angels with mistake. The Bible now says, what about human beings that drink iniquity like water? What is their hope of salvation? When they stand before God. Ah, righteousness is impossible. Now, but that is the, the good news now is go back to Romans chapter 5. Ah, no, you see what the Bible calls it? Those who receive what? Abundance of grace and of the what? And of the what? The gift. Somebody say, gift, 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 gift. Ah, that is a miracle. Righteousness has to be a gift. How was this gift purchased? He has made him to be seen who knew no sin. That what might happen? That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
So it's a gift. And this gift is available in church. No matter what you have done, no matter where you have been, no matter... Look, if it was by qualification, nobody will... Qual- I have told you something that you should think about. It's impossible to qualify for anything with God. It's impossible. Everything is grace. Even when you have obeyed and you have done everything you are supposed to do, the Bible said you should quote it. No. He said you should say we are unprofitable and unworthy servants. You don't quote your obedience because even the ability to obey was grace. <laughs> what? Boy, I love this gospel. Look, I love this thing. I love it. This is life, oh. Blessed be God forevermore. Do you understand the gift of righteousness now? Especially our newcomers. If you have not received this gift, the gift that takes away condemnation from your heart and makes you a child of God, cancels your name in the books of death and writes your name in the book of life, this gift is available today inside church. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. Now let's go back to that scripture. Those who receive the abundance of grace abundance. Prophet Nan, why are you emphasizing this abundance? Because there are levels of grace. If you have your manual, please look at page 41. Look at page 41. You notice that there is grace. All the scriptures are there. This is chapter 10, under reigning in life too. Huh? You notice number one, there is grace. The scripture is there. For by grace, you are saved. Notice number two, there is more grace. He giveth more grace. Look at number three. Jesus said to Brother Paul, and he said, my grace is sufficient for you. So you have grace, you have more grace, then you have sufficient grace. Look at the next level of grace now. You have what the Bible calls manifold grace or many-sided grace. Huh? Then you have great grace. Please help me to put up Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4 and verse 33. Acts 4, 33. <laughs> there are levels of grace. Look what the Bible says. And with what? Great power. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what? Great grace was where? Was upon them all. Notice, notice the connection. Great power and great grace. Great power is made possible by the great grace that was upon them. So it's not just grace that was upon them. Now, ha, 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 pay attention. So it means that the apostles did not use grace to face their generation. It was not just grace that they used to face Sanhedrin and to face Herod and face all these terrible people and face Judaism. What was it that they used to face that generation? Great grace. Ah, you get the point now. It was, if it was all level grace with consultant persecution, there will have been no hope. But they were doing PhD grace versus PhD persecution. And grace prevailed. Somebody give God praise inside the house. Come on. Give God praise in the house. Give God praise. I am saying to you that the level of grace must increase in your life. If you are going to walk in consistent victory, you have to gather grace. And we have access. 
Now, look at great grace. Number six is multiplied grace. He said, may grace and peace be multiplied. Can you imagine that grace is multiplied? Now you are dealing with, dealing with exponential grace. I said exponential grace. Hallelujah. Then number seven, you have all grace. God is able to make what? All grace to abound towards you. Abound. Abound again. You see the word abound? Abound. Now, look at number eight. Abundance of grace. That's the one that we have been discussing. But look at the final one. Look at number nine. Oh, help me to put up John chapter 1 verse 16. John chapter 1 verse 16. NIV, please. Aha. Thank you. Please. And of his fullness. Put it in the NIV so that you can see the aha. Please, everybody see. What does he say there? From the fullness of his grace. What has happened now? We have received one blessing of another. You know, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Put it in the Amplified Translation, please. Notice where this is coming from. It is from the fullness of his grace. So there is the full, the fullness of grace is only resident in God. He's the one that has grace. In, he is the headquarters of grace. Ah! For out of his fullness, from his overwhelming abundance, we have all received, we all had a share, we were all supplied with one grace after another. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Favor upon favor. Gift upon gift. Where are we drawing this thing from, Church of the Living God? Out of his fullness. So there's a fullness in Christ out of which we believers are authorized to draw. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So you can see that there are all kinds of levels of grace. Now go back to Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Go back to that scripture. That's our text. I want to show you something now before we draw to a close. Now please notice it says, for if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, he says much, 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 much more. Those who receive abundance of grace. Now, I want you to pay attention to the word receive. You see that word there, receive? That is where the key is. Those who receive, those who receive, pay attention here. There are two categories of grace in the Bible. This is what I found. And it, it, I want you to listen. If you don't understand the two categories of grace, you will not understand how this thing works. There are two broad categories of grace. Number one category of grace is what I call passive grace. Passive grace. That means this is the goodness of God that you don't have to look for. You don't have to pray. You don't have to fast. You don't, uh, I will give you examples. The sun is shining. That is grace. Rain falls on the farms of both the righteous and the wicked. That is grace. The wicked doesn't have to pray and fast for rain to fall on his farm. So the grace just happens. That is one category of grace. It is passive. It will come to you because God is a good God. But the grace that you need to reign is not the passive category. It's not the passive category. It is the active one. The one that you have to collect. The one that you have to take. The one that you have to seek. The one you have to look for. Please pay attention. Go back to that scripture. Go back to that scripture. Those who receive 
I am not a consultant in Greek or biblical languages. But you know, these uh, new Bible study softwares can help you to have understanding if you pay attention. The word receive in that scripture there, listen, the word is lambano. Everybody say lambano. Lambano. In the Bible, the word lambano in the New Testament is used more than 250 times. It's a very common word. Lambano means to take. To collect. To collect. Excuse me, sir. General. To take. I just lambanoed his iPad. <laughs> are, are you following the point? Lambano means to take. You are going to see it all over the Bible. When the Bible says in Matthew chapter 8 verse 17, himself took our infirmities. It is lambano. Himself took. Lambano means to take, to collect, to lay hold of, to seize. So, this, what this scripture is saying is, those who continue to take, those who continue to collect, those who continue to download, those who, it's not receive in the sense of, you just sit down there and then the thing lands on you. No, 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 no. That is not the grace that will help you to reign in life. It is the grace that you lambano, that you collect, that you grab. Why can you do the lambano? Is because you have access. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Uh, Therefore being justified by, by grace, we have, let us have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. By whom we have received our access into this grace wherein we stand. So you are standing inside grace. You have access to grace. But the next thing now is, what will you do with this access that you have to grace? What the Bible tells us is to do what? To lambano. To lambano. To take. To take. To take. Now the question, as I close is, where are you going to take grace? From where can grace be found? I found in my studies that there are ten sources of grace. I'm going to mention them and I am done. If you go in your manual to page that will be page 45, chapter 11. You will see that I have listed the 10 sources of grace. Have you noticed that? Please, please go to that place. And what will determine how much grace you collect here now is application. Simple example. You remember the man called Jabez? You remember Jabez? Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Do you remember that? And Jabez called on the God of Israel. What did Jabez say? Oh, that you will bless me indeed. That you will enlarge my territory. That your hand will be with me. The Bible says, God granted him what he requested. Now, we are not told that the brothers of Jabez prayed that prayer. So they didn't get what Jabez got. Why didn't they get what Jabez got? Is it because God is partial? No, they didn't call on the God of Israel. The God that Jabez called on was not the God of Jabez. The Bible says Jabez called on the God of Israel. So this God of Israel was available to everybody. But it was Jabez that called. Hmm. In the same way, the means of grace, the sources of grace, they are available to everybody. But it is those that go to those sources of grace that can collect grace. Simple example, one of them, throne of grace. Where can we find grace? The Bible says, let us come boldly to where? 
to the throne of grace so that we may obtain grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. Now, if you don't go to the throne of grace, can you collect grace? The answer to that is no. If I go to the throne of grace regularly and you don't go, can you and I operate at the same level of grace? The answer to that is no. That is the matter. So look at the sources now as we draw to a close. Number one is the God of all grace, God himself. Number two is Jesus, the living word. Number three is the word of God. Please help me to put up Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. The word of God. The more time you spend in this word, multi-dimensional grace will come out of, the, out of your Bible for every need in your life. Please look at this scripture. Brother Paul said, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. The word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. The more time you spend in the word, the more grace you gather. Look at the next one, the throne of grace. That's the place of prayer. When you, every time you come into the presence of God in prayer, you are gathering grace. And oh, that I will, I will become a permanent resident of the throne of grace. Oh, hallelujah, somebody in this place. That even as you are walking down the street, you are communicating with the throne of grace and downloading grace. Now, the next one is the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit gives grace. The more you pray in the spirit, the more grace you gather. Number six is people of grace. When you fellowship with people that are carrying grace, you begin to download grace. Number seven is places of grace. There are places. Imagine now that you are not in church this morning. All this grace that is coming to you from the word of God will not be available. The church is a place of grace. That's why the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So there are places of grace. By the way, there are also places of disgrace. Don't go there. Now, number eight there is attitudes of grace. Like humility. God gives grace to the humble. If you humble yourself, you are going to find more grace. Huh? Then number nine is acts of grace. Like helping the poor. Like giving to the gospel. Huh? Like obedience to the word of God. These are practical things that once you do them, more grace is released upon your life. And the final source of grace is articles of grace. At, there are articles, physical articles, from where you can draw grace. One of them is books. You notice that Daniel and their brother Paul, they were people of books. They spent time with books, CDs, teachings. For example, audio CDs that you can buy at the back, you can play them inside your car, and as you are moving in your car, grace is entering into your spirit. Articles of grace. Your phone can be, can be converted to an article of grace. By loading, removing all the junk, all the pornography and all the foolishness inside, and filling it with the word of God, filling it with teachings and messages, with good music that can edify and build up your spirit. Articles of grace. The television in your house can be converted to a tool of grace. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. This morning in church, I have showed us that we have a promise. That we can walk, we can walk 
as kings and reign in life. How will this happen? There are two things. We must find abundance of grace and we must receive the gift of righteousness. This abundance of grace means that we are downloading, we are collecting. Lambano, Lambano, we are doing Lambano, we are taking. Why can we take? Because we have access. We are using our access. But all of this is going to begin this morning. The first part of the matter is to receive the gift of righteousness. Let us pray. That's the first part. Have your sins been forgiven you? Do you know for sure that your sins have been forgiven you? If you were to stand before God and his eyes of fire right now, are you sure that you will be justified? No matter what you have done, all your secret sins, all the things that you have covered, God knows them already. But the good news is that Jesus has paid for them. Jesus has paid for them. And you can receive that gift of righteousness right now. Anybody in this place, you are saying, Brother Ferdinand, pray with me. I want God to forgive my sins. I want God to give me this gift of righteousness so I can stand before him without condemnation. Please put up your hand. I want to pray with you. Just say, God, forgive my sins. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Raise the hand above your head. Oh, God, give me the gift of righteousness. Forgive me for my sins. Remove the guilt and the condemnation. Thank you. I can see the hand. Put it up above your head. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can I request that you stand? Please stand up and come to me here. I want to pray for you. Come and receive this gift of righteousness. You will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Oh, God bless you, my brothers. Please come, come, come. Can you come? The gift of righteousness. God wants to wash you and cleanse you. Cancel your past. You will be righteous in the sight of God. Whoa, what a day, what a day. People are getting saved. Please come, 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 come. Come and receive him. Just bow your head as you have come and say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Father, forgive my sins. Jesus, you paid for me. Uh, would you like to just kneel down, please? Let me request that you kneel down and just say, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me. Oh, Jesus, wash my sins away. Father, I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Cancel my name from the books of death. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, every sin, every evil that I have done, wash me, wash me by your blood. Wash me by your blood. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Eternal Father, thank you for these brothers and sisters who have come before you to receive this gift of righteousness. Now, let it be deposited into their spirits now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every condemnation be cancelled and washed away from their hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over their hearts, over their past, over their future, over all that concerns them. Father, right now, let them receive eternal life in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, I break your power over their lives. I cancel every covenant. Everything that you have done in their lives is terminated today by the power of the Son of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can you stand up and uh, please go with our brother here. Finally, I want to pray. Just, uh, I have a minute or so added to me. I want to pray. I want to pray with people that are reaching out for the diverse manifestations of God's grace. If you are sick in your body, do you know that healing is grace? 
There is nobody that Jesus healed because they qualified. There is nobody that Jesus healed because they qualified. No, 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 no. The Bible says he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. If you are sick in your body, God's power will touch you. Hallelujah. And can I just request that if whatever your need, can you just stand up where you are? We don't have the time to make you come forward. Just stand where you are. Let's agree in prayer together. Let's agree in prayer. Grace is going to attend to your case. Oh, come on. I said grace is going to attend to your case. Grace. Grace will attend to your case. Don't worry about if you qualify. Don't worry about if you merit anything. Don't worry. That's why it's called a throne of grace. It's a throne of favor, not a throne of merit. Let's agree together in prayer. Eternal Father, everyone that is reaching out for grace in one area of life or the other, this morning in your presence, Father, let your grace sort them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your power undertake for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, reveal yourself mighty on their behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every sickness, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, be healed in Jesus' name. Father, let grace open doors for people here today. Let grace do the impossible for them. Father, release your grace to give to people what they do not qualify for. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, problems that have lasted we have prayed, we have fasted, we have expected, we have done all kinds of things. Now, Father, let your grace take over. Let your grace, let your grace take over in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray for this congregation and for as many as we listen to this message that they will begin to lambano. They will begin to lambano. They, they will begin every day, every moment. Lord, that we will be seekers of grace. Take us of grace, from the throne of grace, from the word of your grace. We will be men and women that are loaded with grace, ready for every matter in life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah.